on his side, and shifting his own glinting dagger from his left hand to his right. Not long at all. The smell of burning timbers was suddenly strong as the streaming, treacherous wind veered across the top of Herod's fortress, pushing acrid smoke through the holes in the building, stinging his eyes to sudden tears. The tears ambushed his memory. He had lived a very long time. It had been almost forty years since those heady days in Galilee, when the teenagers who would become Sicarii formed their first cell in the mountains. Now he was the last of them, the last man in more ways than one. The daggermen were a bloody memory now, their bones scattered over Galilee and beyond, along with the bones of the thousands slaughtered in the broken streets of Jerusalem. Death to Rome, indeed. He shivered again, imagining he could hear his own bones rattle. The Romans were about to show them the final cost of their supremely naive rebellion. Another stone rocked the walls of the watchroom. He inspected the dagger again, his badge of honor as a Sicarius, the Roman word for daggerman. Judah, son of Joseph, later outcast son of Carioth one of the very first Galileans to take up the long knife against Romans and other undesirables. Old Judah Sicarius, the oldest Canaï, or zealot, as the people called them. Sixty-one seasons he had lived, gray now in beard, long in tooth, but still tough as an Egyptian chariot harness. Without a doubt he had been the oldest warrior on this mountain, the last of the Canaim, too. After the judgment of the Ostraca, the fateful tiles cast earlier in the royal precincts, I shall be the last man. A smaller projectile crashed down somewhere up along the casemate walls, and this time the prolonged screaming of a mortally injured child rent the night air. Judah winced but did not move. On this night of nights... One way was as good as another to die. In a little while he would have to go out there, dodging across the deadly open spaces, within sight of Roman archers in the fighting tops of the charred siege tower. He would be a scurrying bundle of old rags under the deadly gaze of their catapult, one more rebel to nail with their iron quarrels if they could manage the shot. Nevertheless, this old Jew had a final mission. If he could just make it across the open ground, glinting dagger in hand, he was honor-bound to carry out Eliezer's final terrible orders. By doing so, would he finally make amends for what he had done forty years ago? Was this final bloody mission the cost of his redemption? Could it be? He drew his tattered cloak closer as he thought about their glorious leader, Eliezer ben Jair. Canaï extraordinary, a stunningly effective demagogue right to the very end. It had been ben Jair's idea to fire the casemate timbers in order to destroy the siege tower, and it had worked, too, for a while. He recalled with relish the screams of the Romans as the lower hide shields caught fire, and then the lashings and the very timbers of the eighty-foot-high tower crouched atop the blood-soaked siege ramp. 
He had watched with the other zealots, secreted like rats in their burrows along the western wall, firing arrows into the blaze each time a roasting Roman poked his head out of the smoke, screaming desperately for help from the legionaries behind the tower. Then, just after nightfall, with the tower's massive timbers only half consumed, the fateful desert wind, the very breath of their own vengeful god, had turned on the defending Jews. It had veered into the north and then swept back onto the western wall, away from the tower. The zealots who had cushioned the outer face of the wall with sand and timbers to defeat the tower's battering ram could only watch in horror as the capricious flames began to burn the wall timbers, sealing Masada's fate. The Romans had been able to withdraw the siege tower to just beyond the flame front and put out the fires in its fighting tops, but the great battering ram and even the